welcome to Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro, powered by Beyond, where we dive heart first into all things events in the nonprofit world. I'm Amy Milne, your host and CEO of Beyond and the Nonprofit Event Society, where we believe that your events matter. You're not just hosting an event, you're inviting people to join you in changing the world. We're here to talk tricks of the trade and share tales from the trenches so you can produce epic events that inspire participants, raise more money, and change lives. Let's dive in. Well, hello there, good human. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro podcast. I'm so excited you're tuning in today. I have compiled a list of 10 things I'd love you to think about while you're planning for your events this year that I know whether you implement all of them or some of them will have an impact on either your event experience or your participants, donors, sponsors, any of the people that are involved. So let's dive in. Before I fell in love with nonprofit event planning and marketing, I was a child and youth worker with the Toronto Board of Education in a segregated behavioral program. Now, try to say that five times (laughs) quickly in a row. A segregated behavioral program is for kids who can't function in mainstream classrooms. Shout out to my amazing teaching partner. What's up, Gourmier? So while I worked in a school setting, my new year began in September. January wasn't the start of a new year for me. It was almost the middle. So when I set new goals or intentions, this always used to happen in the fall. Since becoming an entrepreneur, while I'm always setting new goals and intentions, my team and I look to January as a good place to start when it comes to what should the year ahead look like for our biz and for our clients. We know that while every organization has a different year end, the first couple of months of the year is a good time to look at your event portfolio to see what you can do this year to go beyond where you were last year. And given the last couple of years, you might remember there's been this, there was this like worldwide pandemic, you know, no big deal. Your events have likely looked different than before the pandemic, or they might not have even happened. And 2023 is the year you bring them back. Regardless, I believe it is so important and vital to the success of your event to look back at the feedback. Hopefully you've asked for feedback. If not, bonus tip, (laughs) always send out a participant survey for all events every time no exclusions, and also try to include your staff and volunteers. We'll talk about that more later in another episode. Both internal and external feedback is important to get ready for you to review for the launch of your event for the year ahead. No matter where you are in the event planning process at this time while you're listening, I have created a list of things that I believe are important for you to think about this year. I hope they spark some inspiration for you. One, Review of all your participant communications, all of them, from recruitment emails to your thank you and post-event emails. I want you to review them for a few reasons. One, declutter them. Chances are you're asking or sharing way too much in your communications. We know the human brain doesn't like to work too hard. It likes to conserve calories. So whatever you're putting out there for people, it needs to be simple and easy to consume. So be thoughtful about what each of your emails is for. What is that email asking of your participant or your donor or your volunteer? Is it a fundraising email? If yes, then make sure you're only talking about fundraising not fundraising and recruiting teammates to their team and what your cause is fighting for this month and how they can also become a monthly donor. You know I'm right. I know you've seen them. I know I've seen plenty of these kinds of emails. 
You really need to spend some time to declutter and keep it simple. Clear call to action and give them a plan. Example, if this is a fundraising email, then and the goal you have for your participants this week is you want them to raise $250 for them to reach their fundraising goal. So great. So hey, this week, we need you to fundraise $250 to help you reach your fundraising goal. And here is how easy it is. One, donate $25 to yourself to show them how it's done. Two, email 25 of your friends and ask them to donate $25 to your fundraising efforts. Three, sit back and watch that thermometer rise. Some of you might be saying, could you do the math? 25 people times $25? Yes, I can. We know that not everyone will give, so why not widen the net and ensure fundraising success? 25, 25, 25, as you can see, what that does for your participants is they're thinking 25, and it keeps it real simple. Oh, I have to donate $25. Oh, I'm asking 25 people. Oh, I'm asking them to donate $25. Super simple, super easy, clear plan. It might take everything in you or some of your colleagues not to add more to this email. However, I truly implore you to keep it simple. If you confuse, you lose. You'll hear us say that a lot over your time with us as you listen to more of our podcast episodes. It's really important, especially when we're talking about marketing, it's really, really important to remember this. If you confuse, you'll lose. We want our participants to take simple but meaningful steps to be successful to support their adventure in your event. On the other end, if you're sending a thank you email, send a thank you email and send it within 24 hours, one with lots of fun photos from the event or a link to the photos from the event. Remind them how epic it was and how important their participation is and was. Don't send them a thank you email that also includes a link to the survey and a link to register for the event next year and how to become a monthly donor. Just send a thank you. Then a couple of days later, you can send the survey email. Remember, keep it clear and simple. And if you confuse, you lose. Two, we want you to think website. So while you're decluttering your emails, you want to also do this with your website. Make sure your site is also super clear. When someone lands on your website, they will scan quickly to see what you're all about. Make it easy for them to see how they can participate. That's what you want them to do. Make sure you have a register now button in the top right corner. I promise you, if you do nothing else this year, if this isn't something that you have on your site already, do it now and this alone will be life-changing. Make sure your register now button is in the top right corner. Make sure you also have a register now or buy now button in as many places as you can. So as people are scrolling through this site, you want that register now or buy now button to pop up in front of them as much as possible because that is what you want them to do. You want them to register. And once they register or buy a ticket, Then you can tell them about all of the other amazing stuff about how to fundraise, the importance of the dollars raised, who your top fundraiser is, why you need to do this, for who you need. All that other stuff comes throughout their journey with you as a participant. 
But first and foremost, you need people to register. If you do not have people registered for your event, you can't have them fundraise, you can't have them show up, and you can't build this extraordinary community. Also, make sure you are clear about what they are registering for. What is your event? (laughs) I promise you, again, I have been on event websites where I have had to scroll down, way down to see what the event even is. So much talk about everything else and not what the event itself is. Don't make people work too hard to figure this out. Your event website or page is for the event. It is not your organization's page. It is not your fundraising page. It is not the how you can help page. It is your event page. You want to make sure that you lead with event information and then lean into the cause. A fine balance, yes. However, we said in number one, if you confuse, you lose. Something else on your website you want to make sure you have is a learn more now button. Not as prominent as the register now button. However, this is important as you want to make sure that anyone who comes to your website you capture as many names as you can. When someone leaves their name and email address, consider them a warm lead. They didn't register yet. However, they are showing you that their hand is up and they are interested. Make sure you have an email sequence for this group as they are ready to learn more and register soon. They just need some support to get there. Bonus tip. When reviewing your communications, website, and marketing materials, can I suggest you come up with a new and more meaningful word set than make a difference? This is a soapbox moment over here, and you will hear me talk about this many times, whether we're looking at websites when we do live audits on the podcast, or as we're talking about marketing materials, or working with our clients, or working with you. We want to get rid of, or I would like to get rid of, in any of our speak, make a difference. These words are so overused, not just in our industry, but in almost every industry. Google it and you will see just how many other organizations use this. It's nuts. You want to stand out. You want to be memorable. So use your words differently. Three, think about the how you want to communicate with your event participants this year. What does your communication mix look like? There isn't one size fits all, just like your participants aren't all the same. While they've registered for the same event, it doesn't mean that they consume materials the same way. So are you going to send emails? Are you going to be on social, phone calls? Yeah, sometimes people do answer the phone or you can leave a message, text messages, mail. If you listen to episode two, If you haven't, I suggest you go back and you do. You would have heard my fave, Allie Brooks, talk about how mail is coming back. Her mailbox, she was so excited when she found a note from a nonprofit in her mailbox giving her information. Mailboxes are empty. Amazon delivers to the door, but the mailboxes are empty. What can you be sending your participants? Birthday cards, a note to let them know that they're a good human and their fundraising or team building efforts are making an impact? Be specific and make it meaningful. You are building a community. And when you're looking to build relationships with people to build a community, we need to be multidimensional just like they are. The sky is the limit. Brainstorm ideas. I do recommend you don't put budget limits on yourself when you're brainstorming. Budgets come later. 
One of my favorite coaches taught me the how is none of my business. This is super important when you're trying to get new ideas. Because what happens sometimes, and to explain it a little bit, is the how is none of my business is that, you know, how we get there. So someone might suggest mail. We should really send mail. And then someone in the room or you even yourself might be like, oh my God, we can't afford mail. Well, you don't want to look at the how first. You want to look at the ideas first so that you can ensure, you know, you come up with something that's new and interesting or even build on something that exists. Because if you start thinking about the how, you might miss the magic in the what. So the how is none of my business. Budget is not a part of your brainstorming. How are you, what are all the different ways you're going to be able to communicate with your participants this year? Four, this is a big one. And if you're not already doing this, you need to do like Nike says and just do it. Number four is think volunteer fundraising. Some might say volunteers volunteer so they don't have to fundraise. Well, that's not really true. It might be true for some, but it's not true for all. Volunteers volunteer because they want to contribute in a different way. Maybe they're not a runner, a walker, a dancer. They don't like to party on the dance floor at the gala. They would rather work the med tent. They would rather drive the garbage truck. They'd rather collect garbage. They'd rather hand out food or cheer someone over the finish line. However, they have registered to be a part of your event. And part of your event is it's a fundraising event. So why not ask them? It doesn't cost you any more money to give them a personal fundraising page. Just make sure you work with your tech partner to ensure that they don't need to pay a reg fee, unless they do, because I know some volunteers sometimes pay to participate. But if it's a free option, then just make sure that they get themselves registered and ask them to fundraise. And then you create a sequence for them. It may not be as frequent. You may not have a goal for them. But even if you say, hey, volunteers, raise 50 bucks and here's how you do it. I think you'll truly be amazed and you'll see that on your bottom line. Five, think unique. Spend some time thinking about what makes your organization and cause unique and how you can bring this to life in your comms and at the event in a fun and meaningful way. Look for inspiration in a variety of different places. I like to look at magazines. Tip, if you're in Canada, you go to Walmart, you buy three magazines, you get a super good deal. Look at other businesses, not just what others in the sector are doing. If you're hosting a run, look at running clubs, running retailers, running mags as an example. If you're doing a gala, check out BizBash, Pinterest, Party Slate. Look at weddings and corporate events to see what their current themes are. All these things can help spark a piece of like unique thought. The sky is the limit. And then look inside. It could be as simple as it is time to use your event or organization colors. When was the last time your event shirts or signage were actually in the colors of your actual event or your cause? Our team recently worked with the Ottawa Humane Society on the return of their run. And while we were looking at what color should the t-shirts be this year, and we reviewed the t-shirts from over the last few years, we realized they had never used their actual brand colors. This was a game changer. Now, on event, we had a sea of black, white, and red, which are their colors, and it looked great in the photos, and it looked amazing, and there was a sea of their brand colors out there on all these thousands of people. It was extraordinary. Another example is looking at your cause 
And how can you bring your cause to life at an event? As an example, we worked with POGO, Pediatric Oncology Group of Ontario, on their gala. And we decided that we should use pajamas as our theme. And then we had pajamas as a theme. And why did we pick theme? Well, we picked pajamas because when kids are going through cancer therapy or cancer treatments, they often spend a lot of time in their pajamas. And so we were able to take this thing that people know and turn it into a theme at an event that is both fun and has meaning. So I challenge you to think about these things differently for your own event. If you ever want to riff some ideas, I'm always here for that. These are some of my favorite things to talk about. Six, building on tip five, this might be a bit of a soapbox as well as a tip. If you have an event t-shirt, make it something that your participants are not proud to wear to bed. You want them to wear their t-shirt out again and again so people can see it. In my opinion, t-shirts are so important to your event if it's an event that needs t-shirts. And a t-shirt is more than just something to give someone at an event with way too many sponsor logos. It is a marketing piece for your epic event And even more important, it should be worn with pride by your event participants or your volunteers to remind them of the incredible event they participated in and all that they accomplished by being a part of it. Don't be afraid to put your logo on the sleeve or even on the back. Make your t-shirt less about you and more about the participant. People love t-shirts. So make yours one they want to wear outside of the bedroom. We'll post a link in the show notes to some of the event t-shirts we love and hopefully will help spark some inspiration for your tees this year. Seven, think fun. Sometimes we can get way too caught up in the cause and the actual logistics that we forget to add fun to our emails, communications, and to our events. When we're talking about events to our participants, while our cause may be serious, if our event is meant to be fun, then we need to make sure that we emulate that through our communications, our pre-event communications, and then we need to bring that to life on our event. Adding fun doesn't necessarily have to cost more money. Look at all the places that you might be able to add fun to. For example, signage, use fun language, still clear, obviously, but the fun language on your signage or images that can bring it to life, like paw prints, footprints, inspirational sayings, All those things can add an element of fun to your event. Why not conversation starters in the areas where there might be lineups? You know, jokes you can tell to one another in the porta potty lineups? Why not? It should be thought out fun, not just adding a bouncy castle because it seems fun. I want you to think about, can can it be a fun food item, a theme to the water stops? We know volunteers love to take this one on. The fun has to match the theme or type of event you're hosting. However, I believe fun can be added in all sorts of different places at an event. I would love to hear what you're doing to add fun at your event so we can share it with our listeners. So be sure to join the Nonprofit Event Society mailing list and we'll send you information on where you can share all your great ideas and even get more inspiration from your fellow nonprofit event pros. Information on how to join the Nonprofit Event Society will be in your show notes. Eight, we're going to think registration. No matter what type of event you're hosting, sign-in registration is where your event starts, and it should be easy and quick for people to get through. 
This is one of my pet peeves when I arrive at an event and the registration area seems like it was an afterthought. We will do an entire episode coming up on this topic. However, in the meantime, I do want you to look at how you might be able to streamline your registration area. One of my quick fix tips is to use stanchions. Stanchions are my go-to at all registration areas. Yes, they do cost some money. You can rent them, but quick tip, you don't need to also rent the ropes that come with it. Unless it makes sense for your event. If it's a gala, you might want the fancy ropes. But you can use rope from the dollar store to create your lines. You just need to create lines. My advice would also be remove the tables that say they can help people with the last names that start with A to D and E to M and M to F. S. You get my drift. 100% you need to alpha your registration kits and list. However, you don't want to jam up M to S while the other lines are empty. People do not like seeing empty lines while they are in a full one. Clear signage. Let people know where they need to go and for what. Maybe you want to consider a separate area for t-shirt pickup. This way, those who want to debate between a small and a large can do so somewhere else and not hold up everyone else who wants to hand in their last-minute donations and get their bib numbers. There are so many quick fixes to ensure your registration area runs super smooth. I promise. Nine, think event photography. An event photographer with a shot list and direction is gold to have on your event. Not only will you have epic photos to share with your participants, but you will also have a ton of photos to use on your social channels, website, marketing materials, emails. This is a must and something I believe should not be left off the list of people to hire or have on your volunteer list. If the budget isn't there, take a look at photography programs, clubs, and schools. Add it to the volunteer request list. Anywhere you can find a photographer who is capable of taking event photos. You need to make sure that you ask to see samples of their work because not all photographers are good at taking pictures on event. So once you know you've got a great photographer, line them up. If you can fit one in your budget, I suggest you do. Have a well-thought-out shot list. Think about the photos you will use and where. Pictures of the people speaking on stage, while a couple of them is important, capturing the faces of the participants while a survivor is speaking is way more valuable. Don't they say a picture is worth a thousand words? This is gold. All right, we're at number 10. Last but certainly not least, make sure you have thought about your team. We spend a lot of our time ensuring we have food, clothing, and shelter, and whatever we need for our participants, volunteers, sponsors, and donors. However, we have to make sure we think about our teams and what they will need on an event and off the event. Included on the team is you. Make sure you are taking care of yourself as well. If you or your team is not in a good place, no matter how good event your looks on paper, this will translate to your volunteers and participants and have a major impact on your event. Make sure you have a clear plan that you've shared with everyone on how your staff will be taken care of during a busy event season and during the actual event. Clear direction and expectations mixed with yummy snacks and hydration, along with a side of a staff shirt that fits, you are on your way to having a happy team. I promise we'll deep dive into these thought starters over the coming weeks with real life examples and more tips and tricks from our fellow nonprofit event pros. These are just a few to get you started as we head into 2023. 
I do hope you have found some gold nuggets here that will help shape your events for this upcoming season. Have some amazing tips you want to share with your fellow nonprofit event pros? Perfect. We want to hear them. So make sure you head on over to the nonprofiteventsociety.com linked below in the show notes and get yourself registered so you can learn more about what the society has to offer you and how you can share all of your amazing wisdom and gain some from your fellow nonprofit event pros. Till next week, keep it real. Thanks so much for listening and doing good in the world. We see you. We can't wait for you to join us next time when we hear from another good human who will share their story along with tips and tricks that will help you execute extraordinary events that are sure to have a lasting impact on your participants, beneficiaries, donors, and colleagues. Make sure you follow Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show so other nonprofit event pros just like you can find our podcast so they too can create events that matter. Tune in next week to laugh, cry and cheer with us on another episode of Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro. See you soon. Hey, good human. Are you hitting roadblocks with your events and marketing and need a bit of help to take it to the next level? We've got you. Sign up for our monthly hot seat coaching where we will answer your questions live on the podcast. That's right. You'll get to join me, Amy Milne, and my colleague, Lisa Cohen, right here on Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro Podcast, and we will share our expertise to help you with your specific questions. Sound good? Great. Fill out the quick form by following the link in the show notes, and we'll take it from there. We're stoked to have you on the podcast, Good Human Listener, to guide you through your current challenges. Keep it real.